0: Got it, lady. Recording is in progress, you stupid fucking idiot. All (laughs) right. Welcome to the Matt on that podcast. We're coming hot off the hot off the 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 car loading line. Boy, I I, sometimes I just feel like happy Gilmore. Go to your home. Don't you want to go to your home? Just go home. That's your home. Go in there.
1: It's, they haven't reached that age where being at home is a premium luxury.
0: I know. It's like all, it's, it's it sucks because when you're a kid, I remember the feeling of just like you don't want to be anywhere. You don't want to be at school. You don't want to be at home. You don't want to be anywhere that you are because you pretty much have to be wherever you are. So yes. so you, you don't want to be anywhere. You exactly. don't actually go anywhere. So you don't want to be anywhere that you go.
1: You make no decisions for yourself whatsoever. Uh Right. You're forced Mm -hmm. everywhere you are. You're forced to be there. You're at Walmart. It's because your mom said we're going to Walmart.
0: Not because you were like, I want to go to Walmart, because why would you say that? Why would you say (laughs) that? You're a 14 year old. You have no reason to go to Walmart unless you're just going to raise hell like I used to. Oh, God. Um, uh, this is another one of my stories that you were a fucking
1: psychopath.
0: A I was not. I ran with a kind of fun crowd. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, we used to like go to Walmart and then hide in the clothes and be like in the clothing racks and be like, pick me,
1: pick me, pick me. Okay, that's that's innocent enough. That's, that's fun. That's, that's pretty fun. funny. Yeah, that's, that's that's innocent kid shit that's the youth group that's fun that's that's just (laughs) that's not knocking over porta potties at construction sites hey allegedly
0: allegedly 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 allegedly.
1: don't mention the other
0: stuff because one of the things my parents still don't know is me and i want to keep it that way because i think that they would look at me differently (laughs) (laughs) i told you not to poop on that cat yeah right they, and they know pretty much everything but they don't know that one thing
1: <laughs> oh okay i got gotcha. you i got gotcha. you so i got a confession to make tell me right now i put this shirt on for recording uh-huh what is but it? i am naked from the waist down
0: nice yes.
1: right out of view of the camera is my bare button balls
0: nice 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 how fun Hell I got yes. invited to some fucking baby shower at work, and it's just like y'all, have, y'all haven't paid me yet. I'm not buying some stranger's
1: diapers. Um, I'm yeah. So wait a minute. Let's talk about this for a second because I've noticed you post this on Facebook a few times. I've forgotten to ask you about it. We don't get to talk nearly as much as we used to, and I really miss you, Matt. By the way, side note. Sure. Um. Well, I mean, we're we're both working like fucking dogs. Yeah, I know. If you're not getting paid yet.
0: Not till Friday. Okay, just part of the way it works. I don't know. All right, I found that out at orientation, and I was like, "Oh, okay."
1: You get like back pay, or is I think it just, so. Yeah. Okay, so you might just get a chunk coming up. Yeah, and um.
0: Or that money will be coming later in the summer when I'm not working. So I, I haven't looked at my contract. I don't remember. Um, I know that, <laughs> uh, uh, So, God. It, but it has just been killer not getting paid. It's just like, I don't know. I'm by myself. I don't have another fucking in- stream of income coming in. I moved. I've had to pay rent three times since I've been here. Like, it's it's just like, come on give me something give me something but on the bright side you're cute i
1: guess (laughs) tell that to
0: the fucking people on tinder i'm trying i'm trying to get i'm trying to get it wet dude and it's just like fucking like it's just like it's like why why even try (laughs) this is why i stopped trying for so long and and uh it's because this is, it's like, it's like, it's worse than being an actor. When I'm an actor, oh, sometimes God. they say yes. Every <laughs> now and
1: then, they're like,
0: yeah, we'll let you act.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You could be in our show. You can dress as a, what were you dressed as? A thumb with work boots on. What was it? Oh, that was the tooth. The tooth. You were a tooth with work boots on. When right. you showed me the picture of that, I almost shit my pants laughing because i could see your fucking big ass calves and those work boots sticking out from the bottom of that tooth costume uh it's one of the times it's one of the one of the two times i was ever mentioned in the new york times
0: uh, uh the where they have said that my presence was confusing i'm pretty sure is the word they used uh and i don't disagree with that assessment with that review it was a little confusing
1: when you i remember the be- picture i was it was shocked i remember being in that show and just telling people like you can come you don't have to come i was like planning a date to come to the show and was like what day is best for you to go out after the show blah 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 so we could do our thing and you were like dude don't worry about coming to this. He <laughs> was like after. really? <laughs> <It> <laughs> was... He's like just you can, we can still meet up and go for drinks but don't worry about coming to the show. It was
0: fine. It was I mean I met a lot of really cool people doing that show. I got exposed to some work that um I definitely learned a lot from. Uh but it was also kind of uh you know it was a downtown New York theater show. You know sometimes Uh, They're a little high minded and they get a little uh, lost in their theatricality and their writing. And uh, I think that might have happened with that production. I don't know. I don't want to disparage the good people involved with it too much, but it was definitely uh, I I don't know. I don't know. I feel like when everyone backstage is holding a copy of the newspaper and saying they don't get it, they (laughs) don't get it. (laughs) Like, that's a bit of a red flag. <laughs> that's a bit of a red flag um, in terms of the show's
1: success. Because um, it's like true. That, they... fucking, uh, that motherfucking the theater director in Ladybird, <laughs> they didn't understand it. <laughs> it's like, well. That's probably true. Yeah. And it's
0: uh, your job to make sure that they do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh my God. It's a hard lesson. You got to learn about like being a creative, especially a creative who's doing other people's work specifically, you know, kind of like being an actor, right. They're not all going to be winners. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In fact, most of them aren't. A lot of them aren't. Most of them are not going to be winners. Most of them are not going to be winners. Um, uh, especially, especially when you're booking gigs, man. I, it's just like I was going out on auditions and just like you meet with someone. I remember meeting. I forget the guy's name now, but he was like a he was he was a downtown theater dude and he taught at NYU. And he was older. He, uh, God, what was that guy's name? It doesn't matter. But I just remember going in and meeting with him and talking with him about the piece, and we really hit it off. I gave a really good reading. Everything was great. He was like, "All right, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is gonna be great." never heard from that dude again
1: <laughs> oh, yeah
0: ne- oh, never my- don't even this just never it's like it's like okay fine uh, I, honestly getting rejection letters hurts
1: more so fine yeah right <laughs> oh dude i mean i've had many a conversation like that and it's just punch of the nuts
0: I, and yeah i mean i've had shows canceled night of the opening that that's a
1: horrible experience. I've uh, had that, one of my favorite stories of all time though. And I know you don't want to share it here, yeah, but yeah, maybe okay. one day yeah.
0: publicly, maybe one day, Oh
1: no, this will be a Patreon exclusive. We'll put this one behind the paywall. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Cause that's a <laughs> good one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm,
1: yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll consider it. It's really,
0: it's kind of, it's when I tell the story now, I don't get the response I used to, uh, Uh, is how I'll put it a lot of people kind of look at me like why were you in that show what the fuck is
1: wrong with you uh and people don't really feel bad for me um well nobody's uh, supposed to it's just a crazy scenario yeah I'm not looking like I'm not saying feel bad for Matt I'm just saying like (laughs) this shit was like it's all crazy yeah
0: it was a tense situation it was (laughs) tense there was shouting there was I'm pretty sure vomiting Visible shaking, it was really bad. It was you know not we're
1: good. Doing? We're just like building anticipation for this Patreon that doesn't exist. We got to do this, man. People, uh, you know, we'll get, you know, we, we get like, you know, a few listeners a fucking week. They'll think, pay for it. I honestly think fuck? that we probably get
0: like 75 listeners. Don't you think that that's probably accurate? I'd say that's very accurate. Which is more than I expected, frankly. Yeah. But I think that that's about right.
1: You know, Over well,
0: all the platforms.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't let's, know. let's discuss business right now. Okay, so we do Unlike, this Patreon. Yes. How much are we charging per whatever? Per, well, it's it's a subscription thing, right? Yeah, uh, which means we got to do content for it.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, we're gonna work this out on air, huh? Um, I want to make a goal. <laughs> we of, don't have to if you don't want. Uh, I would like the goal would be what. I mean, unlimited amount of money a month, but really mm-hmm. to make it worth it, we'd both need to walk away with a grand each a month. Yeah. Which would
1: mean that we would have to charge. I'm trying to do math in my head. Um, well, I know what I'm worth. And I say we charge $1,000 a month.
0: Okay. Okay. That's where we're going. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Th- that's that's perfect. But yeah, $1,000 a month per person. Per and person. That way, that way you only have to make it like, you only have to sell it twice to meet our goal. Yeah. And then everything else is just cheese, man. It's extra.
1: You have one sub from Tom, one sub from Stephanie, mm-hmm. and maybe Donna will fucking uh, subscribe. Uh, I don't want her to subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> That's actually a good point. Donna, yeah. you're not allowed. You're listening. <laughs> you hear me out there. You hear me out there in podcast land. Donna, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Man, oh, man. Almost, um, almost said her real name. I stopped myself. Good
0: thing, too, because we should. <laughs> I haven't heard about that yet, which is interesting to me. Uh, I guess she hasn't listened. listened. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I will know when she has listened because she will probably say something about it. Um Man. OK, so I wanted to start the, sh- the show off today. I hope to God you are able to hear this. This is something that came out of henrico's uh a Henrico school board meeting henrico's in virginia um i just read this yes uh i'm gonna go ahead and play it starts off with a karen talking um let's see i hope you can hear let me know if you can hear this
1: you guys work for us in 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 this
0: oh what happened you I, turned I, I it off
1: it. what happened uh Hang on, hang on, hang on. That's all good. I'll fill you answer to us, and I'm Ignore asking her. that you do not pass this policy in Virginia. Thank you, you so much, Miss Thomas. We do appreciate you. Phil McCracken. <laughs> Phil McCracken. Sulk <laughs> souk mahidic. Yeah. Ophelia McHawk <laughs> Ophelia McHawk Eileen Dover <laughs>
0: Eileen Dover Eileen Dover Eileen Dover where are you Don Kiddick Hey where's where's old donkey dick we're looking for donkey dick. Oh,
1: <laughs> Wayne Kerr. Wanker. 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 where are you? Is wanker. there a wanker in the room? Please, wanker. I'm just so glad Bart Simpson is alive and well.
0: That's a <laughs> real now, school man. board meeting. Yeah. That's a real. I thought it was fake. There was like, there's no way that's real. But sure enough, Henrico Citizen.com has verified <laughs> the source. It is super real. Oh, my God. Thank you to whoever
1: did that. Man, oh, man. Isn't that the greatest thing you've ever heard? Oh, it's phenomenal. I love that something... uh, I'm going to call that innocent fun, even though technically I guess it's improper words or whatever. Who who gives a fuck? I don't give a... I'm sitting on this fucking thing talking about sucking dicks and fucking... Who gives a (laughs) shit? Um... I love that good, old fashioned, innocent fun still lives in America, <laughs> still lives in a land where you can't have fun. Nothing's funny and everything's a tragedy. Yes. Yes. I yeah.
0: love it. It's so great. I just can't believe that happened. Um I love I especially love when the guy figures out what's going on <laughs> and then he just starts trying to get through them as quickly as possible because he has to I mean what if what if Eileen Dover
1: is like yeah. there? point of parliamentary procedure He has to read the names right He has to he has to. <laughs> and I hope that the person that put in these fake names, <laughs> knew that. I hope this person was versed in parliamentary procedure. I'm pretty sure they were. I wouldn't be surprised if this was like a mock trial student,
0: or I wouldn't even be surprised oh, like if this was like student. Yes, yes. <laughs> just like with their shirt untucked, just like
1: <laughs> I showed you, you fuck. Uh,
0: Unfortunately, Mike Michael Hunt wasn't able to be there. I was neither was Seymour uh, Heiney. Uh, uh, or Anita Dick or Pierre Pence, um, or Hey a Would lot You of
1: Yeah, or
0: Hey Would You Blow Me? We wasn't <laughs> able to be, wasn't able to attend. Eating beavers, eating beavers, or eating bevers? I don't know. I don't know how to Eaten say beavers. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to whoever did that in Henrico. That's so Henrico, Virginia. So oh, fucking
1: okay. good. Eileen Dover's husband Ben regrets he couldn't make it either yes yes he's very sad
0: very (laughs) flexible family usually but that (laughs) night they couldn't be anywhere uh they couldn't be where they needed to be god damn that's so good thank you for bearing (laughs) with me on that guys it's just I had to I had to share that with everybody
1: it's too good it's too too fucking great speaking of great names Mm-hmm. um today was final cut down day in the national football league all the okay. nfl teams uh, start training camp with 90 Word. and then by final cut down day you have to be cut down to 53 players Oof. Um, it's a sad day in foxborough massachusetts oh yeah um, possibly the greatest name in all of professional football <laughs> um a man who lives in our hearts and minds Has been cut by the New England Patriots. You hate to have your dreams cut short. You know, um, we bid farewell to the one and only D-Virgin.
0: This dude's name is D-Virgin?
1: D-Virgin. Like spelled D. D D-E-E.
0: Oh my God, so it's his real name.
1: (laughs) His name is D-E-E Virgin.
0: Virgin! Virgin!
1: But, you know, honestly, I I got to side with Belichick on this one. You, when you're trying to win a game where... You people that fuck. You, when you're trying to win a game, you know, if a guy can't score... <laughs> you you got to put... You got to get... You got to score
0: whenever you play the game. You got to score, man. <laughs> D-Virgin uh, bouncing around. You're not going to be able to do that. <laughs> D-Virgin,
1: and, you know... Sorry, D.
0: God, hopefully, what a
1: name! How do you grow get on up a team with that that'll name? <laughs> right? How like how do you enter
0: a football locker room with your last name being Virgin,
1: your first name being D? I don't know how he has honestly as somebody who grew up in football locker rooms. Yeah, with a first name that rhymed with my weight problem. Right. Oh, yes, absolutely. I know what you're saying. I don't know how this guy didn't fucking kill himself. And I, I don't mean, mean to make suicide jokes. I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs>
0: For real. Like this motherfucking virgin right here. Look at him. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, you a virgin? You
1: ain't got you ain't <laughs> you know, you 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 get it. Bro, get this should idea. just change your last name to no pussy. hey d no pussy everyone thinks that's funnier everyone's
0: like that's funnier than the actual name even though it's not funnier no pussy getting ass (laughs) oh my god yeah i was i didn't grow up uh i didn't spend too much time in football locker rooms but it has been a few years there and same deal matt it's i was the right guard yep wasn't even fat at that point in my life, but <laughs> I was bigger than them. So yeah. guess what <laughs> The football locker room is a vicious land. It's literally, it, I mean, horrifying stuff happened there. Oh, um, yeah. Really? Like t- luckily to me, I was pretty much left r- alone uh, for the most part, except for like some name calling every now and then, but like literally like people would just get the shit kicked out of them and all this. And, and, and it was just totally unsupervised.
1: It was, oh, yeah, it, it, crazy and i'll say this football locker rooms are generally populated especially at a young age by Mm -hmm. generally some of the most homophobic people you're gonna meet anywhere i am aware i'm totally aware of that yes it is also the place where i have seen the most homoerotic shit (laughs) ever
0: sure sure Dude. Dude. dude yeah yeah i dude I don't want to get <clears throat> into it necessarily,
1: but our. But I know what you mean. Yes. Yeah. And I think anybody who's lived in that environment knows what I mean. It's like,
0: huh? I'm telling you, I took one shower with the wrestling team at Bishop Lynch, and I quit the team. It's a true story. Everyone was facing out, looking at each other oh my god like what the fuck i don't want to show you guys my my shit clean your balls and get out yeah what the hell (laughs) and it was just like oh my god it was just like this is literally nuts literally nuts
1: (laughs) oh i like what you did there
0: god damn it it was just like i don't want to and uh, I also quit because of scheduling conflicts and I was, yeah, they, yeah, it was yeah. yeah, we'll, we'll go with scheduling conflict. It was both. I'll admit to it. I, it was three things, two main things, that shower experience. And then the other thing I kept getting my ass whooped, whooped oh. Matt, just <laughs> absolutely there. Cause I was, there was no one really in my weight class that wasn't like highly experienced oh, and I was shit. brand new to it. So anytime we showed up to a tournament, I would get fucking manhandled. And then we go to practice and all the guys that were in my weight class who were like seniors and juniors, uh, they wanted to wrestle each other. They didn't want to fuck around with me. And so whenever they had to fuck around with me, it was like, he's going to be in the most pain as possible. Uh, uh, because fuck this freshman. And then the third thing was I was in a play and it was just like, I don't, this is not what I want to do. I, I want to stop doing this. Yeah. Um,
1: so you got on the wrestling team thinking you were going to be doing entrances with music and lights and pyro and, you know, it turned out to be actual wrestling.
0: Yeah, it was just, yeah. Oh, no, I didn't think it was going to be like that. I knew what it was getting into it, but it was just. I know. Um, it was <laughs> Being just. a smart ass. <laughs> I had no idea how fucking painful it would be. I was also on a highly competitive team. Uh, oh, back in private schools, dude. They wrestle. One of the people on the team was Justin Wren of Joe Rogan fame. Wow. Yeah. The, the white exactly pygmy, whatever his about. name is. Yeah. He was a senior when I was a freshman. No shit. And uh that dude was number one in the nation. Did you he, wrestle him? Fuck no.
1: That would have been
0: hell awesome. no. Yeah, <laughs> he taught wrestling. You know, we might have rolled around a little bit at one point, but but not really. He would he would have just been using me as an example. But and <laughs> and if you were to go up to him and be like, Do you remember Matt Butterfield? He'd be like, Who the fuck is that? Uh, Because he was a (laughs) senior. I was a freshman and I was on the team for like a month. Um, But, like, but yeah. So, so when he's the best, that attracted a lot of other kids that had been wrestling their whole lives. They all knew Justin Wren was there and they, a bunch of, and so we had an incredible wrestling team. Fuck yeah. It was, and I had no place being on it. Hey, you know, I did not. It it was not a good fit.
1: (laughs) Being honest with oneself is a very big uh, virtue. So, good job. Um, What is not a virtue, I want to say, is destroying a child's passion.
0: Oh, Matt, come on! Don't Um, don't tell people I did this.
1: (laughs) Matt Butterfield committed the mortal sin of letting a child know that pro wrestling isn't real.
0: Look, I was talking about theater and
1: theater in the round.
0: And then I said, rest, professional wrestling is like theater. It's, it's actually some of the best and most popular theater that exists. It's scripted work, yada, yada, yada. And then this little kid, this little guy just goes, what do you mean? It's scripted.
1: Oh my God.
0: And I, and it just totally brought the class to a halt. Everyone starts looking at each other like this kid doesn't know that. I mean, because this is this is sixth grade. Oh, poor boy. I literally caught it in my throat. Well, it's like Santa Claus. Yeah, you just like you Easter bunnyed this kid. I almost said, well, it's like Santa Claus. If it's true in your heart, it's hard, it's true. I didn't <laughs> say that. I almost said it though. I said, it's like, and then I realized, wait, Matt, he didn't realize wrestling was fake.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I have to remember I'm in a hotel, (laughs) like laughing my face off like I'm at home.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. It was like, it was traumatic
1: for that
0: kid. I feel, I feel a little bad.
1: He'll be fine. (laughs) I don't think there was ever a time where I didn't know. There was never like an yeah. oh god period where I didn't know wrestling was what it was, you know what I mean? Right.
0: Yeah. I mean I mean either as far as my memory goes, I mean I do remember being told as a very 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 young kid that wrestling was fake and but I don't I I was not a fan of wrestling at the time. I wasn't allowed to watch it. Yeah. So like I was well, just kind of like
1: okay. At that time it was at its Peak inappropriateness, so. bloody
0: and all that shit. Like they're cutting, a lot sexual in your windows, and it was, yes. dude,
1: late nineties WWF and WCW was,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, rem- I I've seen some clips, and it's just kind of like they would mime if there was ever a woman on stage. God bless that woman, right? Good lord,
1: just ridiculous. Um, yeah, but hey, you know, it's like we've talked about it on here before. It's it's all, it's a craft. It's an mm-hmm. artistry. It's storytelling. It's storytelling. It's theater. Yes. It's
0: really good theater, in my opinion. Now, theater I've in seen the round.
1: Mm-hmm. Arena like, theater, baby. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so I am coming to you guys live to tape from Saratoga Springs, New York. You ever been to Saratoga Springs? No. Where is that? Uh, I assume upstate. Yeah. It's like three hours from the city. It's uh, about an hour north of Albany. Really cute little town. It's got this main street with all kinds of restaurants and shit on it. We just, I have the long change where I got out at 2 p.m. on Monday Mm -hmm. and I don't have to be back until 2 p.m. on Thursday. Nice. Okay, good. We hit the fucking road, Jack. Cool. Are you doing a wedding or anything? No, this is straight up chill time. Well, I mean, Andrea's always got to do some work. I was about to say, I thought
0: thought you said that there was a a thing going on later. Oh, well, we're going
1: to dinner. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I thought you said she had something. No, we have a dinner reservation. Oh, she has a phone call. My bad. Oh, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah, she has a phone call. Because it's hard being a fucking absolute boss.
0: Well, yeah, you got to.
1: And ruling an industry. Work sure? never stops.
0: You get it. <laughs>
1: like, are you talking about his me? wife? Is did we tell I forget? Did we tell the audience that she's here? Oh no, I don't think we did. My wife is actually sitting directly next to me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, she's never this close to me when I record. Um, I want to yeah, Andrea, say hi she, to the listeners. Only she's comfortable. Hello,
0: listeners. Oh, that's her. Nice, awesome. We got it. We got her on tape. There she is. She's real.
1: She's real. He She's hasn't real. Just,
0: he hasn't been making her up this whole time,
1: right? We tell tell everybody on... that you're real. I'm real. Tell, her, tell tell everyone what the date is. Uh, Matt says to tell everyone what the date is.
0: I'm real. <laughs> Good <Goodness>. enough.
1: <laughs> that's that's proof. That's proof. All right. <laughs> Her Enough comedic for me. instincts Perfect. are just great. Right on, right on the moment. Money rule of three. It definitely um, was not soundboard.
0: No, um, it was not a
1: soundboard that we
0: pre-recorded. Not at all. Oh man, woo, buddy! I am. Well, I have so much I want to do tonight. Um, I need to start getting ahead of myself. Uh, on the schoolwork sort of thing. I've been getting up really early and getting all my. Getting my, I mean, I have my lessons planned, but then I get my PowerPoints put together early in the morning. And this morning, it was just like a panic to get it done. And I got to stop doing that. So after that, I'm like f- fucking running out of steam, but I got a lot to do after I get off this, off the horn here. I don't know why I'm even talking about that. I'm going to move on. Um, <laughs> you got
1: anything good? Anything else good? How is Saratoga Springs? Where are you going for sure. to dinner tonight? We're going to a restaurant called Salt and Char, which is like, it's Steakhouse. And that is the best name for a steakhouse I've ever heard. The two things you need. Yeah. Salt and Char. It's almost Mm. as good as that. What was that? Was that a show called Salt, Fat, and Acid? Yes. Oh, it's just like the perfect Dahlia. There you go. Those are the things, baby.
0: That was a pretty good show too. One of those good food shows on Netflix. Netflix is so good at shooting food. Oh, They're yeah. so good at shooting food. I told you about the food show it. that I had in mind for them, right? No. So it's, let's say it's the late 1980s. We're in Long Island, New York. All right. Uh, this girl, uh, she's a little overweight. We have a pl- play by Beanie Feldstein. Um, she yeah. is... Living on Long Island with her parents, she wakes up every morning and cooks these really wonderful but simple sort of porridge oatmeal um, meals for them. It's just you get close up shots of the butter, of the oats, of the cream, everything that she makes. Then she goes to school all day with her brother that's a huge dork and his kind of you know jerk and sarcastic best friend. And then she has her best, her best, best friend, which who has this sort of. You know, out of place, but ahead of its time haircut and a big nose that she hasn't had any sort of surgery on quite yet. Um, and then at the whenever school lets out, we're actually halfway through the day, she's part of a work study program so that she can actually go into New York and work just as a uh, pantry cook. So she's she and a porter. So during the lunch, during the rush, she's arranging these beautiful salads. Um, she makes, she arranges just, it's at the, it's like a a perfect Waldorf salad, almost better than the Waldorf would even serve. Okay. Um, she's super busy. She's got all this beautiful, fresh produce. That's just practically cracking, uh, with moisture and all this beautiful stuff. And then you see at the end of the shift, she is just working her ass off, getting the kitchen cleaned up and she's got to take the train back to, uh, her home. And now When she gets home, what's her mom and dad both work or her mom. Yeah. Her mom kind of works a little bit. Dad, dad works a lot. They're very, very, uh, very Long Island, sort of New York, Italian, uh, Jewish ish uh, people. Um, and like, it is think revealed, Elliot, think Elliot Gould, think Elliot Gould. Like, yes, think <laughs> Elliot Gould. And she helps her mom get everything put together and they have this beautiful meal at the end of it. And then we, um, where, where that sarcastic, where the older brother's sarcastic friend comes over, the girl with the hair and the nose comes over and they all just sit down and have a really nice meal together, to, together at Monica Geller's house.
1: Yeah. Prequel, you baby. You Friends prequel. prequel. I love it. It's a food it.
0: show. It's a food show. It explains how Monica became an executive chef at the
1: age of 23 in New yes. York City. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, sarcastic friend takes a bite and goes, wow, could I be any more impressed? <laughs> could this have any more paprika? <laughs> That was good. About halfway through it. Yeah, I you start to realize. You start I, to realize, wait a minute. Yeah. This bitch. <laughs> About halfway through it, I started to pick up what you were putting down, and I yeah, that's dude. I chimed in with the Elliot Gould.
0: Netflix. Netflix. Call me, baby. Call me. It's Hollywood. free. It's not free money, but for me, it will be. I've, it's a great pitch. I know that it is. We just got to get NBC involved convince whoever's involved there to let me do it
1: i think we can get it done also i mean you know the more things we can get beanie feldstein in i mean i'm on
0: yeah she's got to be the next big thing she
1: kind of scratches my itch you know jewish chick with jewish chick with big tits kind of kind of my thing there you go okay (laughs) i'm looking to my i'm looking to my right (laughs) (laughs) That's yeah, you're right. She does kind
0: of look like Andrea. That's funny. Hey, hey, (laughs) he said that right next to his wife, ladies and gentlemen. I love this couple.
1: (laughs) Um, we're the bad dude, we're like as good (laughs) as it gets. Yeah, I'm aware it's super fun. (laughs) If this Um, ever ended, I would. I would kill myself. Don't say that. I would miss you. Um, I know. I'd miss me, too.
0: Ain't no bitch worth that. No offense, ladies. I didn't mean to use the word bitch. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's my pitch to Netflix um, on my food show. And I think it could be really good. I would. I mean, we wouldn't be able to work in Joey, but I don't know how until like season four.
1: Yeah. And, and I don't know be a way. And I don't know when
0: Phoebe even came into the
1: picture. I think they would be more like cameos in a way. Like they yeah. wouldn't be solid, like recurring characters. Right? They would come in at some point. You'd ha- you'd figure out a way to write them in, but they wouldn't be like always on the show.
0: Sure. And and really, like with Phoebe, that's a backstory I'd like to get into. She's would- got an evil twin sister.
1: Yeah. She's
0: got like, sure. Sh- sh- her, her, what's the deal with her family? They don't seem to be around. Yeah. She's just busks.
1: <laughs>
0: She's a busker. That seems yeah. to be what her job is. I have no memory of her job.
1: Uh, and we've I can already, tell you the rest of their jobs. We've already seen Joey Tribbiani's backstory, and it's good fellas and sopranos, and we don't need any more of that. Wait, what? I don't know. He's just an Italian guy from New York. Oh, well, I,
0: I guess maybe it, and, maybe it was a
1: swinging. Maybe it was a swinging miss. I'll go. I'll Joey's go. not. Joey.
0: Joey's not a criminal. He's not a criminal. No, I mean, but
1: on. his family could be. I mean, That's like those are the stories of his fathers. <laughs> These are the I'll, sins of the father, bro. How bad does that fucking
0: Sopranos prequel
1: look? I'm holding out hope that it's going to be good. I really want it to be good. Oh, it's not going to be.
0: God damn it. It's I mean, come on. Uh, It looks I mean, it's in that blue scale that everything bad is in uh, (laughs) that blue coloring scale. And then also it's a prequel. We know part of why The Sopranos was so great was you were just like, this cannot continue. This cannot keep going. And there's no way he keeps getting away with this shit. Yeah. Right. And that's why the ending was so frustrating for everybody because it was like, what the fuck? Did he get away with it or not? And, (laughs) um, and, but with, but with prequels, like with any prequel, just everyone, all, you know, who has plot armor. Yeah. The moment you learn their names. And so it's just like, okay, well, every scene you're in has zero stakes because you're gonna survive. Because you're gonna, especially if you're alone with somebody in a violent situation, you're gonna come out, yeah, alive at the very least, and and
1: and, and intact, right? Yeah, you know what? That's an extremely good point. That like, I guess I've realized it while watching prequels, but never in a million years did I like put all those words together in my head that you just said. Does that make any I, sense? Oh, sure. I, I mean,
0: the first time I ran into it was with fucking uh, Star Wars.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously, we know who's going to become what. Yeah. If his name char-
0: is Anakin Skywalker. We meet yeah. him, and his name is Anakin Skywalker. And it's like, oh,
1: well, he turns into a robot. Yeah. So yeah. we know where these movies are headed. Oh, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay, he's going to make it through this. Yeah, and all he'll die in the new, fourth movie. All these new characters are all going to die. Yeah, they're, because they have to.
0: And that's the problem with with uh, a lot of Star Wars now, in my opinion, is that we know what's going to happen. I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of why The Mandalorian is really great. Yeah, it's because it's a whole fresh thing. It's a new, fresh thing. It's building up towards that's that third trilogy that they did, but it takes place like 30 years before it, and we haven't seen a single character from... Uh, the, the the third trilogy in the Mandalorian, so we have no clue who survives
1: yeah. or
0: if they survive. Um, so that's why the I think that's the that's how the Mandalorian kind of gets away with what they're doing as a prequel. But nonetheless, we know for pretty sure, sure is they're is all going to die. Gina
1: Carano's character dies.
0: Or, do we know <laughs> that though? I know that she got fired, but like,
1: are they? They might recast her. Don't you think they could? They could. I wonder. If I they don't would, know. Eh, I don't know. Gina Carano was pretty fucking awesome in that role. She I know we're so not good. supposed to give her any credit, but she's also hot.
0: Well, no, she
1: was good in the role, but, but yeah. it's like Disney cannot have that. No, it's fucking it's business 101, man. Right,
0: right. You know, I was actually listening to two bears yesterday with Roy Wood Jr. Yes, I was just thinking that. He may have gotten me on the other side with the Shane Gillis thing. I don't know. I still think they should have fired him. I mean, that it was inevitable that they were going to. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and Shane says that, too. And that it was. I mean, look, you can't have. The, when, when Roy Wood Jr. pointed out, he was just like, you can't have Bo and Yang and Shane Gillis on the same ticket. Yeah. After all that. Yeah. That's a, that's a fucked up locker room. That's 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 uh, that's super. I mean, Bo and Yang is not going to like that. He's also like a breakout star on SNL. Um, no, he is. Don't roll your eyes. Don't roll your eyes. No, yeah, I just, I'm
1: not sure. It's just like, I don't think he's that funny.
0: He is, though. I mean, OK, you might not think, but he's but he is uh, really popular and he's on the show a lot yeah, more than any other featured player when his first season. And and I think he earned his way. I mean, he's got he's definitely got his brand. You I've got know, no
1: problem with him. I just don't think he's like, I don't know. It's I got the same like problem with him that uh, that everybody else has with Pete Davidson. It's like oh, you just don't like his personality. No, that's no. what people don't like about Pete. I thought people thought that like, he just doesn't do anything good on the show. Like that's huh. the main criticism I've heard of Pete. I've heard. Well, I don't is know. Is that people just don't like what he does on the show and they don't get why he's there.
0: And then, But then I'm like, watch his update segments.
1: His update they're, segments, I think are brilliant. They're I've fucking dis- great. See, I've always disagreed with that school of thought around Pete. Because I think I, Pete's hysterical. It's it, I, I mean,
0: I, I do think that he was put on too young. That's a good uh, point. But but now he's been there for what, eight years? Yeah, he's like a staple. He's a cornerstone yeah. of that. Show. And he's solid. He's super funny. Every yeah. time I see him, that one that <laughs> one sketch where he played a, a weed gummy. <laughs> God damn it. That was so funny. And oh, then yeah. his Andrew Cuomo impression is, you know, passable. It it gets its job done.
1: Nobody does an Andrew Cuomo impression better than Nick Mullen. Okay, sure. From Comptown. Oh, that's
0: Comptown, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, bro, I forgot. uh, um, What was I going to ask you or talk about? Or why did I want to bring up Scott Ackerman? Do you know who Scott Ackerman is? I know that
1: name, but tell me who he is. So
0: Scott Ackerman is one of the funniest people alive. Okay, He is, um, in my opinion, the only person that has run an improv show that's worth a damn okay. um, for an extended period of time, he, which in that show being Comedy Bang Bang, he's, the, oh, he's okay. the host of Comedy Bang Bang. It's the funniest improv you will ever hear. He is, but I've learned so about so many awesome comedians because of him. Uh, like Lauren lapkis really comes to mind. She's incredible. Hold and on. Give, is, this a,
1: is this a recommend
0: Yes. Drop the theme. We're all gonna die. It's our only guarantee. Just to pass the time. I suggest you listen to me. It's a night on not podcast recommend. Recommend. All right, Scott Ackerman, Comedy Bang Bang. If you guys aren't listening to this, I mean, I don't really even need to advertise for Comedy Bang Bang because they're the most, one of the most popular podcasts of all time. But guys, it is. I'm mostly recommending Scott Ackerman because he is so that uh, he does not get his fucking due or his respect. Part of it is his fault because whenever he goes on other people's shows, he is super shy and awkward and weird. Uh, like particularly I saw him on a uh, gym and Sam one time, and you would have thought that he had been called into the principal's office. <laughs> he's definitely like that sort of prototypical improv nerd dude. He wears a lot of sweaters and button up shirts. He always says that his extended family is mostly Mormons. So he's super white bread. Um, but He has been behind some of the funniest fucking shit that you can like. First of all, his first show that he ever worked on was Mr. Show with Bob and Dave. Wow. He was 20. I think he was like 25, 26 years old, got hired as a comedy writer really early on in his life uh, with Paul F. Tompkins, who's been his sort of partner in crime for many, many, many years. Uh, Paul F. Tompkins is also on Comedy Bang Bang all the time, just like, Pouring funny gasoline everywhere and setting it on fire. Um, he also, I'll never forget this when because uh, this is what made me think of it. Well, you remember obviously when Marin had Obama on. Oh yeah, and everybody and everyone in the podcast world was just kind of like, "God damn it, Fuck right? you Mark!" Yeah, well, I mean that was at least the vibe that I got listening to all of my podcasts that week. It's just like, oh, I
1: think they all said the right thing. Yeah, <laughs> but they all definitely it was all covered up, covering up a tinge of you fucking piece of shit, asshole, motherfucker. Yeah.
0: Oh, yes. Um, and Scott Ackerman was not a lot. Well, he was definitely a part of that. But I remember him saying, oh, he got him on his podcast. Huh? All right. <laughs> and I always thought that was weird that he specified podcast. I then later learned that Scott Archerman is the brains behind two between two ferns. No, he and Zach Galifianakis are, he has much of a role in creating it and writing it as Zach is Galifianakis. Oh, wow. He, he had also directed the movie between two, the between two ferns movie. That was like an improvised sort of movie that he did. Um, he calls it the world's first improvised movie. I think that's maybe a little bit of a stretch because it it was Our definitely bit of a stretch because you can't improvise movies, um, but like <laughs> the scenes were improvised,
1: whatever. Um, we know how this works. Structured right. improv,
0: right? Um, but uh, this dude is and I, but I remember that distinction because then I went back and thought about it. It's like, oh, Obama was definitely on Between Two Ferns before he was on Merritt. At least I'm pretty sure. Is that true?
1: Uh, Am I talking out my ass? I have no clue. But I you know that Hillary re- Clinton was on in 2016, but I don't. Uh, but Obama was definitely on
0: between two ferns. I remember. Andrea,
1: was Obama on between two ferns? Yes. Yeah, she says she doesn't know.
0: He was. I remember because at one point the set collapses and goes up in the air and they're suddenly, I think they're in the situation room maybe or they're, they're in some room in the White House. And Obama is, looks around and he goes, I, I didn't realize I was still here. What, what the, like, <laughs> how the fuck are you in here? And he didn't say, fuck, he's Obama. He yeah. goes, how are you in here? And Obama, and, and uh, Zach is just like, oh, I have clearance. And, and Obama goes, who gave you clearance? And <laughs> Galifianakis just goes, Bush. <laughs> and then it ends. It's super funny.
1: That's um, really good shit. That but is oh, really good shit.
0: But I remember it was Ackerman just being like, huh, never thought to get Obama on the pod.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Anyway, Everybody just, check it out. Comedy out Bang Scott Bang. Comedy,
0: comedy Bang Bang. He has another one called Freedom that's kind of like a deep cuts Comedy Bang Bang.
1: Nice. Um, um I'm going to suggest great. something. I, I don't have a whole lot to say about it because i think you should just follow this guy on tiktok follow hank green are you familiar with hank green no i'm not on tiktok so okay so hank green and his brother john green very famous on youtube they're um they're kind of like uh history and science guys they're very fun very funny john green wrote the fault in our stars okay Um, sure you know Um, But they're great. And John, you know, another suggestion while we're here, just check out the Green Brothers. John Green has this Crash Course series. It was Crash Course U.S. History, Crash Course World History. And they're outstanding little like 10 to 12 minute episodes on different eras in history, different events throughout history. And they're fun and they're funny and they're good. And, you know, obviously he tones down the funny and gets a little more serious when obviously it's, you know, needed. Right. Right. Um, but then now his brother, Hank, who he and John have had this YouTube company where they they founded VidCon. Like they're huge, massively influential in the YouTube sphere. Now Hank is dominating on TikTok as just like a science influencer and educator. And oh, cool. It's just really good shit, and he's a very funny person, and he informs on scientific fact versus uh, falsehoods, and every, it's a lot of fun. It's a fun follow. Uh, fun, funny, great guy. Hank Green on TikTok. Follow Hank and John Green on YouTube. Great dudes. like Much like Comedy Bang Bang, they don't really need my endorsement or marketing. Right, <laughs> right. But if anybody hasn't heard of these guys, much like a certain Matthew Scott Butterfield, sure. check them out. Yeah. <laughs> Hank Green, Scott
0: Ackerman. Try it Great out. Great recommends. Hey, if anybody knows a, bu- a couple of white guys, it's a couple of white guys like us. Baby. I just assume Hank Green is white. Actually based off the Filipino. Name. All right. Hank Verde. My bad. Good to know um
1: i'm kidding he's white as fuck he's from indiana i was like damn i'm an
0: asshole
1: not only is he white he's from indiana that's okay so he's like bleached yeah um (laughs) and blonde oh wow he's he's gaffigan-esque indiana blonde
0: (laughs) indiana blonde
1: Ew! Um, like a bad beer you buy yeah, at a fucking craft a, beer store. Yes,
0: that's what I was just about to say. Just like, ugh, it's like corn beer or something. Like, get out of here, Corona! Ugh, stinky fucking skunky piss beer. Oh, uh, do we have donut me, bros? This week,
1: I don't really. I'm kind of out of steam on uh, on anger same just because it would just be a lot of like repeating the same bullshit
0: yeah it's just like getting vaccinated oh hey guys i got my third booster shot that's a good
1: update oh you got the booster i did nice i think Um, new york state's gonna start doing them in september cvs is just
0: giving them away baby fucking hey there um, you
1: go at least in
0: texas they are I didn't have to prove anything. I didn't have to provide a prescription. I just showed up, and they were like, well, nobody else is getting them down here, so go for it, bud.
1: <laughs> Any um, uh, side effects or anything from the booster?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, Sunday, shit. I got it at 3 p.m. on Sunday. I oh, no, I'm sorry. I got it at 3 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, drove up to Dallas to do a ghost tour, hang with the parents, and um, Sunday morning, I wake up, and I had had two beers before I went to bed. Yeah. Uh, they were my dad's heavy IPAs. And so I woke up, a little bit of a headache, a little tired. And I was like, that's the beers. Yeah. Um, I'm fine. And it was not the beers. <laughs> Oof. At first, I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then, like, 9 a.m. rolls around because I can't – because to me, sleeping in now is, like, 7.30 in the morning.
1: Um, <laughs> Uh,
0: Yeah, I know. It's so embarrassing. Uh, But uh, like so around 9 a.m. I start slowing down a lot by 1 p.m. I was laid the fuck up like my mommy was waiting on me, bringing me tea, making me soup, (laughs) Um, like putting a blanket on me. I fell asleep and started snoring so loud that
1: everybody left the room. <laughs> the best part about that is, I guaranteed Donna loved it. Oh, I'm um, she, I mean, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she loved taking care of her baby boy. Yeah. Cause she gets home from church and just sees me like, <sighs>
0: <sighs> she's like, Do you want a blanket, Matt? And I'm like, Yes. She's like, do you want something to drink? I'm like, yes. just like there was a little there was a hint of her tone of voice of like, why are you not taking care of yourself?
1: <laughs> You're 33. God damn it. yeah, it's like,
0: <laughs> get a drink of water, get some tea, put a blanket on you fucking weirdo. You don't have to suffer.
1: <laughs> but in the back of her head, she was thinking, oh, it's good to be
0: needed. She was very happy to help me out. And it was really awesome to be taken care of like that. I also wasn't uh, doing that because I was snuggling with the with Lucy the puppy. Oh hell yeah! And um, that's pretty rare because she's so hyper. And we had a good like almost hour long snuggle session, and it was just like the best. It was Very so awesome. Nice. Lucy, I love dogs. I wish I had time for a dog.
1: <laughs> I barely great. have
0: time. Barely have time for a cat right now.
1: We're thinking about getting a second dog.
0: No. Yeah,
1: you got to, bro. A little Cheweenie. Yes, actually, a dog that looks just like Bruce. OK, that's right. We're, meet, we're meeting him on Friday.
0: No, it's a-
1: whoa. You have one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to meet him. It's not OK. It's not set in stone yet. We're going to meet him at a park and bring Bruce. It's, you know, the beginning of a feeling out process. He's with a foster right now. I can't Um, wait to see,
0: or can't wait to hear about Bruce just big dicking him around like he did with my
1: dogs. Bruce is the alpha man. I'm telling you. He's so alpha. He's so (laughs) alpha. It's so funny. He does it to my friend's dogs too. Like my friend Sadie brought her dog Hershey over and Bruce just big dicked her all over the apartment.
0: Yeah. Just like, uh uh-uh, give me that ball. You're not playing with this anymore. Go fuck yourself. This is my
1: ball. Don't take it from me. Sadie brought over one of Hershey's toys was like squeaky ice cream cone and Bruce just took it out of her mouth. and was like mine now, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? That's what he did to Lucy. He did that. that to That toy remember? is still at our house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he took that. First of all, everybody out there, Lucy's like, what, 60 pounds? Like, yeah, about she's a big dog. Yeah. And Bruce just walked up to her and was like, give me that ball.
0: She drops it and he picks it up and just
1: walks away from her. <laughs> you never also, think it looking at this guy, but he is the he's the big swinging dick at the cracker factory. He's everything. It's, a, it's also with Lucy, Ball is life. Yeah, she's that dog is obsessed <laughs>
0: with balls. Like she just like the moment she sees a ball, it's just like all she can focus on. And um, I think I've been told that that means she could be very well trained. I have yet to see any evidence of that. Well, um, there you go. Oh, but, shit. Um, We're getting oh, close no. to time. I got to roll, brother. You got to get out of here, bro. Let's let's wrap it up. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at Matt on Matt Pod. Uh, that's my only outward-facing Twitter account. I need to use it more often for promotional purposes, not just to tweet at people. Um, I also am at Twitterfield on my closed account, at Matters on Instagram, mattbutterfield.net, if you want to see me dressed as a tooth wearing work
1: boots at matt on matt or sorry matt at matt fury 06 on all my social media um oh let's see if we got anything in the mail i doubt we do Um, uh lady that that lady responded to us and was even more cryptic and weird about monetizing that's the way you do it well tom didn't email us so whatever whatever tom whatever tom i think he's been busy Oh, oh, whatever. I've got a job and kids. I'm Tom Hilbin. <laughs> That's my impression of you. At uh, uh, MattBerry06 on all the social media. Email us, MattOnMattPod at gmail.com. All right, y'all. Stay safe. Put your balls away. Put your balls away. I'm about to put my balls in some jeans and go eat some steak.
0: Mm-mm-mm.
1: All right. Love you, man. Have a great night. Love you, too. I'm Matt. I'm Matt. And that's news to us. And we're both overweight.